All right, hey everybody, Billy Rainford from Direct Motocross here. We've got uh, a fun one here tonight. Uh, as you can see, we've got uh, JSR here. We've got Simon Homans, a guy maybe some of you haven't heard from in uh, quite a while. I know I actually haven't myself. So anyway, the goal here tonight is we want to go over what, if someone asks you what the best race you ever saw in Canada was, a lot of times it comes up to that second moto, 2007, Sandalee by Ottawa. So among other things, we definitely want to talk about that. But uh, first of all, thanks, guys, for uh, taking the time to talk with us. JSR, thanks, man. Hey, no problem. It's a pleasure. Made it. Right. And uh, Simon, man, great to, uh, you know, dust you off and get you out here and uh, do some talking. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, cool. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, it's been a while. I've used, I, was, uh, I haven't been to the race too much, but, uh, yeah, still, uh, still love their bikes. Okay, well... Before we get into the, uh, that race that I want to talk about, obviously, we, I guess we kind of all know what JSR is doing now, retired five-time champ, got that record broken by uh, Colton Fasciati last year, the six-time champ, but now you're, uh, what do we call you, race director, what do we call you for the uh, KTM team? Uh, what's the race team manager? It's what it says on my business card. <laughs> and... Uh, but uh, like I've, you know, like I like to say in the KTM, we're a big company with a small group, you know, a small group of people that are doing big things, uh, and uh, you know, sometimes happen to do you know more than just racing, helping you know some of the marketing stuff, helping some of the demos, working you know inside the shop because we moved a new building two years ago. We had some fixings to do, so we do a lot of different things. But my main uh, main job the main title is is taking care of racing and everybody knows that ktm it's all about racing so uh touch you know of course the motocross factory team but a lot of the amateur races a lot of the program with dealers uh a lot of the any, all the ktm dealers across the country are involved into racing and we got quite a bit of off-road racing as well more and more off-road lately so uh helping you know that program as well so staying busy Staying busy in that in that company, so, and uh, now we have Adventure Rally, which is not racing, but it's still involved quite a bit of a. There's some racing involvement into this uh, the in the new Adventure world, which is uh, pretty big for KTM. Yeah, I was gonna so, say yeah, Adventure uh, racing seems to be something that's uh, really growing in the in the motorcycle industry. I know you talk to dealers, and it's actually the road stuff is dying. Adventure is picking it all up, so that's a big opportunity for people. Yeah. To yeah, no, absolutely, and it's uh, you know uh, there was one manufacturer for years in that uh, in that segment, uh, cruising alone, sail, sailing around uh, alone, and uh, KTM came in and hit pretty hard. So we got many different models for adventure, and the actual sport is pretty cool. I guess I've done some of the ride and the rally with those guys, and it's uh, it's different than more cross racing, but it's as uh, as intense, and they can be uh, can be pretty exciting. So pretty proud to be part of that cool now now simon i know uh after you left racing maybe talk about what what year that was you left and then um you went on you had your own track doing all kinds of stuff what uh, what keeps you busy these days man what have you been doing yeah um well when i stopped riding nationals i rode a year or two provincials but uh at the same time i bought a drag strip uh what used to be like like a racetrack and uh eight of a mile drag strip so it was uh it was it was a track it was that needed a lot of, of love and stuff yeah and um, and uh, yeah so I worked hard on that we built a we built a, a dirt bike track motocross track uh, on that land also 
but uh, yeah, the land, the, the dirt wasn't too good. Lots of rocks, so yeah, it took uh, it took a lot of years to get uh, to something that was uh, yeah, that writable. Was, that, was, that was writable. So now it's uh, it's a lot better, and and yeah, I just uh, have a little more time to start writing a little bit for fun, and yeah, have a little daughter. She's four now, so you know, just life changed, life's changing, but uh, I'm still around, you know racing and motors and stuff a little bit of cars a little bit of dirt bikes but still love it but it's just a little different uh point of view than it used to be 10 years ago i i would say okay where is uh, where's home for you it's still in sherbrooke uh yeah still the same place actually uh, the drag strip that i bought is uh like five uh five kilometers away from where i used to live at my parents, when I where where my track and my garage was uh, back in the day, where I rode all my life, I guess basically. And uh, yeah, one day uh, the city said you can't ride here anymore. So I said, where can I ride? They said, five miles away from here, right at the, the drag strip. You can build a track there if you want. So that's that's when it all uh, started with the drag with the drag strip, and when I started racing a little, little less. I was 28, 29 back then, and uh, it was around 2008 or nine. You know, but those years when they were pretty tough for the industry, also and the sponsorship and the money. You know, uh, 20, 2007, 8, 9, where the all the big thing went down for the for the like the, the economy went down. So for me, it was time, I guess, to do something else, and the timing was good. Okay. Now, um, is it was this your greatest race of all time? Yeah, it was for sure. Um, it was for sure a good, a very good race. Uh, yeah, it was. It was good. I got a little bit lucky there. I would say, you know, uh, GSR started uh, went down early in the moto, and then he had that flat tire. And um, you know, you need a little bit of luck sometimes when you're in the racing. But yeah. I would say it was uh, for me, you know, that and winning Montreal Supercross MX2 was pretty good too. But uh, yeah, that was I don't know. It's it's a tough call, but it's for sure in the top three. <laughs> All right, I just did a couple screen grabs because I I don't have my hard drives with me. I got tons of photos of that day. I only had a few that I could get, so I I took some pictures of the screen so I could show people if they haven't seen it. But I even uh, I've got your. I bet your uh, victory speech here too is kind of good. So that was, yeah. we'll play that later <laughs> at the end. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. That's uh, cool, the track man. was awesome. The track was, you know, the track was gnarly. I mean, it was, it was, you know, big, whooped out square wedge, square wedge everywhere. I can remember that. It was, yeah, it was awesome. It was, uh, you know, I got lucky too that it was like the old Colton, like 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 GSR said. I mean. Probably he got a little tired at, at, after a few laps too, so it gave me a chance to. Okay. And to I think San is always a good track to race on. It a lot of places to pass, and like Simon yeah. said, it gets super rough. But there's still uh, many different lines and to make passes, and, and you can plan a pass like two, three corners, you know, prior to. And it's, I think always we've seen quite a bit, quite a few good races there. So. Yeah, yeah that's a great, great track. Yeah. And anyone who's watching this, man, you got to take 2007, 
Sandalee National. Go watch that. The second moto is you got to watch it and check it out. Uh, the first one, uh, I, it wasn't so, I think you won by like 20 seconds, the first one, JSR. So that one wasn't as exciting. And Simon, if you remember, I think you went down, you're way at the back or something. Uh, off yeah, the start Beaton. I, I, clipped, I clipped the rear the rear wheel of Beaton, I think, if, my, if, right. I, if I remember well. I was, I was like, it was early moto. I was, I was like an eight. I started far back, came back in eight, somewhere top 10 or something like that. And he clipped my front end when I tried to pass him, and uh, it was all tweaked. And but yeah, right now I would have had the, I would have had the overall if it wasn't of that. Yeah, <laughs> of course, right? Hey, now well, hey, JSR tangled up in the second turn. He he had troubles too. He had to restart his yeah. bike and everything in that first moto. He was messed up. And I bet a lot of people would lose this trivia question if you asked them if Kyle Beaton had ever raced a 450 moto national and it was an 07 like i bet you a lot of people didn't know that yeah yeah and actually he raced when, St. Julie also i think it's when we had the east and not i think i know it was east and west coast back then yeah. and he must have uh since he was full-time with the team with blackfoot uh yama they uh we brought him out east uh, and he had to ride a 450 because he was racing west on the, on the 250 i think that would be that would be the case but yeah when you said that cal beaton i i don't remember seeing him on the big bike but uh, yeah, that's I was probably one of his only race on big bike. Yeah, right, the year before he did the East, also I think the year before because he came and he raced uh, under my uh, my awning, and I think I think it was one of my bike. Well, I'm not too sure. East uh, on two fifty, and then yeah, um, on two fifty F. No, on the four fifty. Oh yeah, okay. Like the year before that, when it, yeah. I, I think yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, maybe it was even that year. That I think maybe that year, but beginning of the year. Well, anyways, I'm not too sure. No, that year he rode for Blackfoot. Yeah, he rode for Blackfoot uh, in '08, '09, I think. Yeah. Well, anyways. Seven, '08, '09. Yeah. Him and uh, him and uh, two kids. I was yeah. dealing with those two boys, those two little young BC kids Nick, that Nick were Avenue. eating fruit. Yeah, Nick Avenue. That's yeah. But uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's yeah. It's been a while. That's some. I had a blast with those guys. Cal, pretty uh, good ride. Super fast guy. So he had some bad lucks, but he should have won more more races in his career for sure. Right. Yeah, I spoke to him a couple weeks ago. He we went over that uh, his injury and everything like that. It was obviously that yeah, brutal, brutal. And cool. But okay, so that first moto, uh, Colton Fasciati was way out in the lead. And then Jeff Gibson, who a lot of people probably forget about too, who's up here, he was a 102 that day. You had to get around a bunch of guys, JSR. You came by, you got by him, and then uh, Colton was out there quite a ways, and you closed in on him. If you remember that first moto? Yeah. Yeah, Gibson uh, did some very, very good motos uh, in, that, in that area. He was, uh, he was pretty fast. He was this, you know, quiet rider, uh, quiet kid, but pretty solid like you know came in with uh he was at this fitness was pretty good he had a good some good settings so uh he did some did some pretty strong uh motos and, and finishes and uh to, you know Col colton back then uh, was i mean he was pretty young uh, in 2007 and 8 so raw talent raw speed great start he had a good setting good bike and uh you know, less experience, of course, than than myself and Simon. So uh, when we beat him, it's it was you know due to the experience or you know fitness because Simon and I were pretty uh, 
pretty on it on training. That we've done quite a few winters training together, and uh, Simon was was probably one of the only guys that I trained with that kind of matched my uh, my my training schedule. So we got along pretty well on that side. So. Uh, yeah, we beat, we beat those kids and I beat Colton that time because of the fitness, you know. So, and uh, yeah, overall experience, but uh, some good some good racing for sure. Yeah, no, I know I went down, uh, I got to go to my archives. I can find shots of Simon and you guys down there at GPF way back then too, all training together and stuff like that. And you know what, you mentioned uh, JSR that uh, in the interview there on the broadcast that you hadn't been racing much that season and we're just kind of coming back. What uh, can you tell us what was going on that year? Yeah, I that's that's two two thousand and seven. I knocked myself to uh, racing a local race in Quebec on the on the off weekend. Just went to a race was thirty minutes from my house, and I really came there, you know, kind of overconfidence or not focused enough or whatever, just cruising around, and I lost the front end on the tabletop and land on uh on my head and totally knocked myself and uh didn't have enough time to recovery before uh, the next national round so i skipped you know one or two rounds and then after that you know i said might as well you know skip many races make sure i come back and healthy so i came back just by the end of the year i think Sandy was one of the round that i came back i missed half of the series so okay uh, that was the reason that i didn't didn't race much in, in 07 Okay, got gotcha. you now. Uh, in 2007, yeah. Now we know, obviously, you were on the Blackfoot team, Simon. Uh, what? Uh, who were your sponsors? What team were you on then? What were we calling that one? Yeah, that, well, it's always pretty much all my all my career. I did my my little my own stuff, kind of, and uh, I had a very good support from uh, Yamaha uh, for many many years. Uh, I got to thank John Bellis for that. He was just uh, really supporting. Uh, Small structure like mine, like mine, and um, and yeah, it was uh, SHR Racing and uh, yeah, um, importation. Thibault there was very a big part of the, the success and just making it making it a lot easier on me. And uh, yeah, just that that very good relationship with Yamaha and Thibault made the. the I had a few proposals for some teams, but. I mean, those two big partners were just, uh, we had a, such a good relationship and uh, I never really felt the need uh, to go for a big team. And um, yeah, that, 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 that just worked good for me. Okay. Now, uh, also, uh, JSR, if you remember this too, you'll, I mean, I'll, I'll ask you this question because you're on the same team with the, Blair Morgan was also making passes and he had uh, some bike troubles, which seemed to be getting him that season. What, uh, what was going on there? Electrical or something? Don't I ask his mechanic. I don't remember that. Uh, <laughs> that year he had bike problem. I forgot what he. I know he ran to a few. A few. He had his own team as well. Uh, he, was, he had his own program as well during the, that period, uh, and then he came back with us with Blackfoot. But uh, it was the first of the. It, you know, two thousand four, five, six, seven. You have to remember, it's you know the four stroke was coming in, and uh, they were not quite. Uh, they were not quite, you know, performing as as they are right now. So we had some electronic 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 problem, fuel pump uh, ran out of fuel, and go for like everybody knows, uh, for some little stupid mistake. But 
we were all learning from that that new generation of four strokes. So you know, you know, some of the guys have, have issues with with electronic all and 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 bikes. So that's that's probably it. Okay. Now, the, okay. So just to uh, to kind of recap, the first moto, JSR, you won this first one by like twenty seconds, and it was Fasciati, Gibson. Yeah. Paul Carpenter actually clinched the title that, yeah. uh, that first moto, right? Now he's 101. Uh, yeah. Keith, uh, Northrop, Gray Davenport, Marco Dubé, Ryan Lockhart was ninth. And then Simon, you climb, climbed your way up. Uh, you're a minute 32 down at the checkered flag, but you were 10th in that first moto. So obviously you had the speed. And then this, let's um, – man, this, the second moto, we got to just talk about that. Like it's just insane. Let's, uh, let's get to that one there. Hope like – well, you uh, you picked somewhere near the middle of the doghouse for the start. JSR was close to the inside. Man, what uh, what happened there, Simon? You obviously got out to a great start or top five. Yeah, top five. Um, San Deli start. Man, what a what a challenge there. Uh, that start. That, that first airplane. The first airplane like deep sand. You're like always nervous. Yeah, so nervous there to make it to the first corner. If you don't make it to the first corner, you're yeah. It was you're screwed. Uh, yeah, survival to the first corner for sure. Started, yeah. I remember that I passed um, Gibson and Pasciotti at the same spot uh, right there uh, after the finish. The tabletop and there, yeah, the tunnel table. Yeah, I remember that uh, very, uh, very clearly. But um, yeah, and honestly, the, like I never really appreciated the, mo the old motor when I was riding it. I mean, it was. It was hard pump and hard pump. I would try to push and uh, try to have a gap, gap them, and then I would gap them for a half a second or a second and take it easy for a lap or two, and they would just ride back on me. And it was. And then at the end, I think when GSR came in the mix and they had his flat tire, it gave me a little bit of breathing, breathing room. But uh, so, yeah, so I thought I had like a. I had a, like I think two or three seconds uh, coming in into the last lap, and I just took it way too easy and uh, like two three corners to go. Carpenter was just charging hard, and he was next thing I know in that big big sweeper two before the roller before the finish line. The mechanics, huh? Yeah, I looked uh, I looked on the side and I just I can see his front wheel right there. I'm like, no, it was like <laughs> it was like. 500 feet to go is like, dude, it's not gonna happen. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, it was just uh, yeah, it was a, a an epic moto. And uh, for me, it was we, survival. The old the old the old moto. My arm was just so pumped, and uh, I, I wanted to go a little faster. And I think I I could have, but if the arm goes, trying, as soon as I was trying, you know. Once you start having hard pump in a the moto, there's no way you're getting out of it. Yeah. I mean, and it's more. Uh, I think when you're up front like this, like he was, you, it's more pressure. It's harder to breed, and it's way tougher, way harder mentally and physically to be up front and, and getting charged by four or five mad men behind him and try yeah. to. Uh, I always find out being more my my best races, my fastest, and I think best races starting from far back because you kind of forget everything you have no pressure you just go for it you have nothing to lose so the stress factor is not there so you don't really have arm pump when you start from behind you get arm pump when you go up front yeah. so yeah. so that's uh that's almost an advantage sometime you know sometime is is you know to follow the, the leader follow the top three guys so you can you know you can breathe better and and see when those guys hit 
you know, the rough section of the track. So they make the mistake and you avoid the mistake when you're behind, when you're up front, you're, you're the, you're the big, you know, you're the, the big tractor opening up the, opening up the track and trying to make your line. So much easier to go from, from top four, five, six to go up front. Yeah. In unless, my opinion, unless you're pulling away and you've got like a 20 second lead, then it's kind of nice. But when you're yeah. the longest race of your life, when you're leading and the guys are all over you, huh, Simon? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They were just, yeah. And, and I could see like at first it was Colton behind me. And then all of a sudden it's, I think Gibson came back. And then it's, uh, I mean, it was just, and then GSR and then Carpenter. Just, I mean, what's going on behind, you know, usually, Usually, you yeah, know, when you're up front, or there's always a one or two guy that you you see the whole race, and then it was just like kind of I I saw pretty much half of the field behind me for like a second. Yeah. yeah. And Sandeli with all those switch back, it's easy to uh, look on the side yeah, and can, see who's you coming. You can see what's going on a little more. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of 180. You go back, you know, to so you it's it's stressful because you the track is fairly tight in the middle of this middle field list so you can when you're getting chased by guys that you do a 180 as soon as you're finished your 180 you can look on your side and you see those guys coming at you so kind of hard yeah. to stay uh, stay calm and focused there Pretty yeah it's okay intense. to look back it's okay to look back and see the same guys when you see a new guy showing up you're like oh man this guy's closing on us all so exactly. <laughs> but uh when um, i remember when i when they showed I was riding, and then I was like, "Man, I, I must have missed half, halfway, halfway flag." <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I just I I I I I, I passed through the the where they had the check with that that finish line, and then he shows me halfway. I'm like, "Dude, I'm not gonna I, make it." <laughs> I, I was like, uh, "I must have missed it." He, he must. He's gonna show me like two laps to go in, in the lap or two. That's okay. I'll, yeah. I'll deal with it. And then two laps later, he shows you half race. You're like, oh, fuck it. And I was like, man, fuck it. That tells you how much pressure you get when you ride up front. And, oh, and you, don't have a, you don't have a big gap. It's just so, everything is so long it takes, you know. Yeah. I know exactly what you mean, Simon, when you show up. <laughs> you're expecting the white flag. You're like, man, I missed halfway. I missed halfway for sure. Like, I'm. And the freaking the referee pulled half where you're like, boom. Yeah. You're like, man, what you doing? No, it's yeah. two laps. It's funny when you're like in a, when you're in fourth and you're trying to catch the leader, you love that. But when you're leading, you're yeah. like, yeah, kidding me. Yeah, and especially if you're you know hard to breathe and you got your arm uh, got arm pump and you're like, man, I need the I want the race to end. <laughs> then it's half lap. You're like, Jesus. <laughs> but hey, that's uh, you know that's where you you reach deep and the uh, you know. Yeah. That's what it is. Okay, so when um, <laughs> hey, hey Simon, when you passed Colton, like you guys were having a great battle there for a while. You passed him yeah. right in that spot where you mentioned the tabletop over the tower. He came around and was super rutted out that next jump after the left turn. You yeah. pulled the pair off. Was that like you could bar you barely had time to? Was that just to kind of show Colton like beat it, or is that just obviously? <laughs> no, no, no. I think it was just <laughs> I need to know where I'm going, and he was Chuck was rough and. Uh, there's not too many big jumps either in uh, San Delitos. When you think about it, yeah. so I mean, not these days. A little bit more, uh, Simon. But uh, they had a few big tabletop now in the back section that give these guys a bit of a break. Yeah. But yeah, so, remember uh, back then yeah. you couldn't. I mean, it was not not one place, place when you were down when your wheels were touching the ground. You know, sometimes 
like Walton, there's a long straight and it doesn't get that rough. You can pull it rough there, but Sandell, you forget it. And not many big jumps. So, I mean, I, I, I guess I wasn't seeing much for a, little, for a few corners and it was time to pull it rough. No, I just... Uh, <laughs> no, I, I wasn't passing any message to Colton there. Okay, how about uh, that last turn? You mentioned the one before that. The last turn, uh, Carpenter basically almost cut across the field. Like that line yeah. came more and more inside. Yeah, but it was, uh, yeah, lucky for me, it was off camber. So I had the advantage of the advantage of that little rut there that was in the middle. So, but, uh, yeah, I just, uh, yeah. Well, man, if you're watching this, you have to go, uh, again, go on YouTube, go 2007, Sandy Lee. Uh, and JSR, when you were out there and all of a sudden you got a flat tire and it was like, oh, man, what's going on? We're like, oh, flat tire. Were you getting the pit signs of where you had to finish to get the overall? Like, did you know the math? Uh, I think at that moment, uh, when it gets that intense and you're in a top five, you kind of lose your mind a little bit. Like I didn't really bother much about the, the, the pit board. And San Billy's, the pit board area, it's always yeah, you know, it's, it's right. high it's speed. There's, yeah, there's yeah. a little chicane and there's huge braking bumps there. And the, it's just the worst place of the track. So be honest, uh, didn't really look much at the pit board. I just wanted to, you know, just like all of us, but just, give it all and wanted to win and uh didn't you know didn't think too much at the overall i've done in the past though i'll be honest with you i've dealt in the past where i wanted to get the overall and i back up a little bit second moto to get the overall and get the championship point and the checks but this time i was just wide open and and i got a flat tire i think i didn't notice for a while and i just you know didn't really slow down and just kept going with the flat tire bike was going all over the place i was dead tired i didn't have any more tear off so it was kind of a it's kind of a bonsai uh yeah this whole <laughs> race ended up like <laughs> all of us wanted to win all of us were tired all of us were wide open the track was beat up last race of the day so i don't know i just did what i you know what i was doing best and hold it pin and try to win moto didn't have much uh didn't have much uh uh planning and uh, didn't have much uh yeah it's just they're turning the throttle that's a try to survive and win well well during the broadcast i mean coster and Travers they always had the benefit of doing the voiceover after the race that wasn't they yeah. don't do, didn't do it live but uh brian coster called it the uh what do you call it the the greatest race of the decade and then well he also said insane in the membrane so i'm not sure how much uh, <laughs> <laughs> but man i tell you the podium went uh went jsr Paul Carpenter, and then uh, Jeff Gibson were the uh, top three. Where did you end up in the overall, Simon? I don't know. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know. You I don't remember. You on the broadcast, and I can't find the archives. I don't know. I think I was I – don't, I, I don't know. Honestly, I don't remember. But I remember, though, that I was – yeah, that first moto, I was like, man, you know, you, you, know, you, you never can say if when, you're, when it's racing. You know, if doesn't, doesn't count. But still, you know, it was uh, – yeah, I think that the first model I could have, I don't think I would have had the overall, but I think I would have yeah. been close to top five. But uh, yeah, I remember I uh, fifth, fifth or six, something like that, fourth maybe, I don't know, overall. Yeah, I mean, the overall, I mean, getting overall and Billy, like we're, you know, like I said, sometimes we, we, you know, we're smart enough to, to manage the race and try to, you know, try to win an overall or, you know, I'm going to focus and get second overall or third. But 
most of the time, you know, the top guys that were just, we're racer and we want to win. So, and we can be, you know, our brain can shut off and be pretty dumb sometime and, and just pin the bike and just want to win a moto and, and, uh, don't really think of the championship or the, or the, or the overall. So uh, that happens sometimes, especially when you get intense, like it was there. So we're just, you know, we're just wide open and, and, and try to be the, try to be the, the, the best out of that race. So. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah well, actually, if you, if you ask me today, knowing that what I know, yeah. if I would have rather went three, three and won the overall that day or 10, one in that second moto and get whatever the overall i mean that that i would just choose 10 one i mean that second moto was just but we may not be talking right now then because that one is yeah the greatest it's just it was yeah it was uh hmm. people yeah like you said billy uh, earlier people keep talking about uh, to me about that moto i mean <laughs> like it's it's we're, we're barely 15 years later almost you know <laughs> Well, that's that's pretty cool to be part of that. Anyway, I mean that's uh, that's awesome. So, well, I, I, anything else you guys want to say while we have you here? I mean, I basically, I mean, we could do a whole couple hours with each of you individually. But uh, the point of this one was to kind of talk about that race and stuff. But you know, anything else you want to say before we let you guys go? Simon, you still deal with your, uh, you still have your uh, your other business, your restaurant. You're still busy with uh, with this. No, your no, no restaurant sold, sold it. Yeah. Sold, yeah, that's right. You you're yeah, back. I sold my restaurant almost. Uh, Actually, it's going to be a year in, in a week, like the 15th of May. Last sure. May, I sold my... Uh, yeah, Billy, I had a... I didn't say that, but in, be, in the between, I had a kind of a restaurant, bar, kind of. And uh, yeah. It was, it, was pretty, uh, it was a pretty happening place. It was uh, pretty yeah. nice. Been there a few times. And yeah, uh, yeah did for what, 10 years almost? Seven years, yeah. Seven? It was demanding, especially with my little daughter and all that. You know, it's not really... Uh, Owning a resto, a restaurant club, kind of is not really a family uh, lifestyle. I would say. <laughs> so it was fun when I was thirty. Not so fun when I was thirty-five. So, um, but I'm glad I did it. Glad, yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, I'm sure you're glad now that you sold yeah, it. The restaurant. Yeah, yeah, the old thing. I was, I, the, the last, the last two years that I owned that, I was, I was tired of it. But. Uh, hmm. No, yeah, so it's good. And uh, up till four every night and sleep till noon. What you get tired of that? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it wasn't my lifestyle. Like GSR said, my like we really uh, we got along together because you know we liked we liked to 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 get, we went to bed early and uh, get up early and and go train. So we were a good fit for training partners. But uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah. Yeah, the restaurant. I'm sure. And, uh, having shooters up to three in the morning and waking yeah. up at noon, it was, it was okay for a couple of years, and then you're like, okay, I just took like 25 pounds. I, <laughs> I, 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 I go upstairs a set of uh, a set of stairs for like one, uh, one floor, and I'm just barely uh, can't make can't make it to the top. I'm like, nah, okay. <laughs> I'm not going in the right direction right now. Hey, they got rid of the uh, maximum time limit on this thing, but it's showing less than a minute left, so I don't want it to cut off. So let's pretend All right. Let's pretend we're finished right now. I'm not sure if it's going to keep going or not. It normally was. Okay. But that, no guys, problem. Dudes, thank you very much for doing this, man. It's been a blast talking, and uh, obviously I want to talk to each of you individually more in the future. Yeah, yeah no problem. Awesome. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks guys. Billy, for, yeah, thanks for the, the memories, man. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, yeah, go watch the video, everybody. We'll see you guys. All right, okay. take care.
Thanks a lot. Cool, guys. Okay, ciao, Simon. Ciao. Billy, see you later.